Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And I am, I use the word excited a lot, but I'm thrilled to for today's conversation because I don't know about you, but, you know, trying to find that time as, you know, an entrepreneur, a consultant, a professional, a speaker, coach to create content. We know we should. But who has the time for that? So I'm so excited to welcome Elizabeth Pampalone here today because we're going to be talking about creating one year of marketing content in five days. Now, Elizabeth is an author, an international speaker, a podcaster, a successful entrepreneur. She's a minimalist and expert marketer with over 20 years of experience. She's developed proven formulas that help herself and her clients create one year of marketing content in five days. Her innovative approach helps overwhelmed business owners and burnt out nonprofit directors to achieve success and freedom through the power of absolute marketing. Now, on a personal note, Elizabeth went through a divorce at age 20 and lost everything. She also shares her journey to becoming a successful six-figure business owner and finding worth after trauma. And this part I love. She also shares about her several failed businesses among her successes, and she shares insights from those times. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. So Elizabeth, this is your first time on the Author to Authority podcast. So why don't you take a few minutes and share with us more about your business story? Because it sounds very interesting. Yeah, so about, oh my gosh, going on... 17, 18 years ago, I did go through that divorce and I decided that my job was too stressful. I, I just couldn't function with all that other things going on. And so I quit my job and I just I became a hostess. <laughs> I got a hostess job. And then I went and moved across the country with my family, my immediate family. And I just didn't know what to do. And my mom gave me some good advice. She said, Pick two things that you like and make a job out of it because at this point I was either overqualified for things or underqualified for things. <laughs> I was in the middle. I hear you. <laughs> and so I picked two things I liked, which was computers and old people. <laughs> That's my 20 year old self talking. And I, I looked at that and I said, okay, well, these are the two things I like. Where do those two things exist together? And I started a business to teach computer classes at senior centers and repair people's computers in their homes. So when their printer wasn't working, it was usually just a software thing and, you know, I'd go and fix it. And I did that for 10 years. And then kind of in the middle of that, my initial background of marketing came back and I, you know, was thinking, well, I need to do more with marketing because I loved marketing my own business. Mm -hmm. And that was my whole degree. And so I started to meet other business owners and do networking and really just was like, I need a second business because I know all this marketing stuff. It's really fun for me. It's more the fun business, right? And the yes. computer repair was like the business that was making the money <laughs> and paying the bills. And so I started the other one at the same time. And I hired people to do the first jobs from the first business. And I really focused on the second one. And then after 10 years running the computer repair business, I sold it and um, just had the marketing firm. And then once I was working in the marketing firm full time, it was really one of those things where I burnt out. <laughs> I was doing yeah. the traditional marketing methods everybody else was doing and it just wasn't working for me or the clients. Mm -hmm. And so I took everything off my website in 2016, I guess it was. And I said, we only do websites in a day. And that from there, it grew into brands in a day, social media in a day, 
memberships in a day, all that kind of stuff that we have now. And so it was really a, an interesting, multiple interesting pivots from then. <laughs> well, that is, that is, that's wonderful. I love that. I love how the fact that you, you, you listen to your mom, first of all, because you know what? There's times that parents do have good advice. I can't <laughs> say always, but you know, they do. And, you know, the fact that you were able to marry two things that you love and create a business from it. And, you know, that would have been in a time when women in computers wouldn't have been seen as a thing, but you found your your niche or your niche where, you know, you could thrive and survive and, and, and move forward. That, that is wonderful. Yeah. And it was really interesting because in, in that demographic, they didn't know much about computers. I mean, that was the whole reason they needed help. And when they would hire someone from the geek squad or whatnot to come and talk to them, the person talked over their head. They thought they were stupid, you know, just that kind of typical IT mindset. And so Mm. when I would come there and I would visit them, I would talk to them about their grandkids and they would try and set me up with their grandsons and like, (laughs) but they would have a cup of tea or coffee with them. And they would feed me sometimes and, you know, and so it was more of a conversational visit and yeah, I'd fix their computer too. And they would pay me to do that, but it was also something where they felt more comfortable, you know, with a woman there versus, and someone who's going to explain it to them, you know, in a normal terms, not saying, well, here's all this technical jargon and I, and you should understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not something that they grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these people were in their 70s and 80s when I visited them you know, 10, 15 years ago. You know, that would have been a complete foreign language. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, and I came up with a lot of really interesting analogies in my time doing that, for sure, because <laughs> I had to try and make it understandable. Back when COVID hit, our church had to switch to Zoom calls for things. And my daughter was on staff at the church, and she spent the first couple of months without being able to go to their houses, trying to get the older members of the congregation, you know, get them to download Zoom and teach them how to use it. And usually each person was a several hour process and not everyone even knew what the internet was. So (laughs) trying to, you know, do it and she'd have to try and explain things over the phone. Mm -hmm. She can't see what they're looking at. And and it was funny because several times she'd say, okay, you have a computer, right? Yeah. No, they had a tablet. <laughs> so you know what that means. Like, it's just a totally different way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The visuals are totally different. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you, Elizabeth. I know you've come prepared today. So let's get into the main topic of creating one year of marketing content in five days. So I'm going to let you use to share for a bit, and, and then I'll ask you some questions. So really, it's a very simple process that I developed several years ago. And it's all about batching content, creating one year of content is not that hard when you actually just do sit down and do it in one time. And also just really focusing on the aspects of creating content that's evergreen. A lot of people try and focus on, well, I won't, I don't know what's going to happen in a year. So how could I possibly write something for six months from now? And, and really it's about all those things that you should be talking about that you don't or you forget to say or you think people already know and really bring those to the forefront. Um, and really all of that stems from your having a good brand and having a good website. So I don't let yeah. people start in on content creation until they have a good brand and a good website, that's for sure. <laughs> 
Okay, so talk to me more about that process. Well, it's it's a batching process. So really just sitting down and writing down a list of things that you know that you should be saying it to your clients, to those FAQs that people ask you all the time, the things that you think everybody should know about whatever it is that you do. For example, um, with realtors, you might think, well, everybody knows you should have curb appeal and you should clean up your yard and maybe plant some flowers. But honestly, people forget that stuff. And so having that kind of content written down with a nice picture and then posting it two or three times a year, there's three posts right there. And you, you've just written one thing and it's one item that you've, you know, something you probably say to clients all the time, but you can post that multiple times. You don't have to just post it once and then let it go. A lot of times we have really great content that we don't reuse. And that that's also a great way to maximize what you're writing instead of just using it once, use it multiple times. Mm-hmm. So how much content should you create? Because if you're saying talking about repurposing, so should you create like 90 days of content that you just post four times a year? Like how, what would that look like? Well, it really depends on the type of content you're putting out. So if it's maybe a series of questions that you've written that you want to ask your audience and have them engage with, you might write 15 to 20 questions and those will just roll over, you know, two, two times a year or so. And then it might be something where you write 52 tips on how to, you know, date your spouse or something like that. I'm trying to think of some industries that usually people ask me more questions. So I'm trying to think of some industries. Uh, so like if, if, you're a, if you're a relationship coach or you're a life coach, you could do that where you have 52 ways you can date your spouse. And then that would be literally one a week and they wouldn't repeat. But you're going to look at each day and choose a topic for each day and then write content that will fit for that day, but some of it can be repeated. Some of it might not be repeated, like those 52 date ideas. It's easier to come up with more ideas like 52 date ideas than it is to come up with 52 questions to ask your audience. You might only come up with 10 questions to ask your audience, and those might post four or five times a year. So really looking at what kind of content you want to post, and it really has to do with every single brand and every single business individually, and each of those things is going to look different for each person. Okay. Okay. So in your opinion, what's the best type of content to to create? So, you know, you obviously you've you've also got social media, you've got your website, you've got blogs. What would you suggest, especially if you're new to creating content? Well, this specifically I was mentioning is more posting for social media. Blogging is another full day that we do a whole day on blogging, and we do that because it's hard for people to sit down and write blogs. They it's it's like a block mentally for most people. And so mm-hmm. We help them to come up with the catchy titles. We usually write 12 in one day, Mm -hmm. come up with the title, come up with an outline for each one, usually three bullet points or so. And then you just write a few sentences about each bullet point, opening sentence, closing sentence, and you've written a blog. So it usually takes about anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes to write a blog post. And we Mm -hmm. can do 12 of those in one day. Coming up with a graphic, usually pretty easy. You don't have to go in Canva to make a graphic. You can use something simple. You can go to Unsplash or Pixabay or whatever and just pick a photo. You don't have to have a fancy graphic that goes with your blog. And then with you know blogging, that's, that's something content that you can put out one blog a month. You mm-hmm. could write 24 in a day and put out two blogs a month. But really, I find that one a month is usually perfect for most people. And then just making sure you're connecting that to your social media as a scheduler. So you want to make sure that's automated. Um, when you post the blog, it goes to social media automatically. And then also when you post your blog, it goes to your email list. It's another big one. That's cool. That's cool. Any other hints and tips? 
Um, I think one of the biggest ones is going on podcasts and a lot of people are scared to go on podcasts. I've had a lot of my clients tell me they're not ready for that when I think they are. <laughs> and I've been on over 250 at this point and, um, you know, in the last three years and it's really not that hard to get on podcasts. I mean, if you have a good story, if you have a good idea, if you have something to share, then you will get on the right ones. And if you're approaching the right podcast that makes sense for your audience and makes sense for their audience, then they'll be very likely to pick you and pick up on your story. And then it's really just going on and sharing about what it is that your story is, whether it's, you know, your personal story and you're encouraging people through that, or it's a business tip or something. And so I really encourage people to apply to podcasts. I applied to probably over 500 and got on about 200 of those that I had applied to in a, like a short amount of time. And so it's a, it's a job to apply I and mean, you got a lot of <laughs> extra work you got to kind of put into it. But once you have a, a system down, it's very easy to do that and fit it into your day-to-day -day operations. I get a lot of emails and things about people looking for guests. And so I kind of determine if it's going to be a good fit and then apply. And it's really something that I feel like a lot of people, they, they're intimidated to have a conversation because they're not sure if they're prepared enough. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, with most things, if you saw somebody on the street and they start asking you about your business or your, what's your, your story, you just have a conversation. It would just happen, you know? And so I think it's kind of getting people into that mindset of it can just happen. You don't have to put so much pressure on it. And yeah, you get better over time as you do more and more, you have more to say and <laughs> better ways of saying it. I can tell you that my first podcast I did were kind of cringe for me to listen to now, <laughs> but, but definitely it's something that, you know, practice makes perfect. Just, just like with writing content for social or blogs, but it is, I feel like a lot easier to have a conversation for most people than it is to sit down and try and write out, physically write down content and be catchy and clever and things like that. Awesome. Awesome. So Elizabeth, if people have enjoyed the conversation today and uh, they want to connect with you, what are the best ways to connect? Well, I have a LinkedIn profile that I'm regularly a part of, you know, engaging over there. And also they can go to our website, getabsolutemarketing.com. And I do have a free toolkit that I offer that has all the tools that I use in our business and in our clients' businesses, all the links and everything and why we use each product and piece and what's best for which person. So so that's over there for free as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I've really appreciated the conversation today. And audience, if you're listening in, don't forget to check out Elizabeth. Also, don't forget to check out my Author to Authority book available on Amazon. So if you go to the search, type in Author to Authority Volume 1, otherwise it does not show up. Or you type in Author to Authority Kim, the link will also be in the show notes. Have a great day, everyone, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now.